Welcome to the Central Peninsula Church Podcast, a podcast all about real life together. And now today's host, our communications pastor, Sandy Hughes. Well, hey, everyone. We want to welcome you to the Central Peninsula Church Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Sandy Hughes, and today I'm with our Women's Bible Study Director, Janet Trites. How's it going, Janet? It's going great. Hi, everybody. So we thought it might be kind of fun to talk a little bit about um, this whole shelter in place and and isolation and loneliness and and just kind of what that might be like for people who are doing this by themselves. They may not have family in town. Uh, they may not be married. And it might be a little bit harder for people, maybe even feeling more isolated. So uh, Janet and I thought, we'd have a discussion about that. So Janet, how are you doing in shelter in place after it's been what, almost four weeks now? Yeah. Well, it's been at least three. I kind of stopped counting. Um, I'm actually doing well. I have to say though, I think the novelty wore off a little bit for me this weekend. Um, I like, you know, I like alone time and downtime. So it was pretty good at first, but then this weekend it's like, wait a second, how much longer are we going to be doing this? And I really can't go do my restaurant socialization, see my family kind of thing. So yeah, the novelty's wearing off for sure. Yeah. I know for me as a, as an introvert or being an introvert that likes to be by themselves to get refreshed, so to say, I love the first two weeks and then I was <laughs> like, huh, I need people. I need to see people. I need to talk to people. Um, I performed a wedding this weekend, all within the guidelines of six feet and social distancing, but it was just so refreshing to see someone in person. Yeah. And I'm an extrovert. So I, I live alone, um, except for my kitty cat. I have a pet, but I live alone, <laughs> but I definitely get refreshed by being with others. So it's getting a little more challenging the longer this goes on. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you what has been like the hardest thing for you in, in this time of someone who's an extrovert who needs people. What, what's been the hardest thing for you in this process? Um, there's been a few hard things. I think one of them, um, for me, I was actually going to go home for Easter. So I was supposed to be on a plane tomorrow. Um, just home is Minnesota to see my family, see my dad, and my siblings. And, um, it just kind of hit me last week when I had to cancel that plane ticket because of the no travel that I just got really sad. Like I don't have the freedom to go do what I've, you know, take for granted a lot of the time. Um, and then around us, there's so many things that happen. People are home with their families mostly. So when I'm engaged in something, um, and it's all families except me, and it could be even church service, our live stream. I just feel like, yeah, it's kind of quiet here in my house right now. Not up for taking a picture of CPC meets here because it's just me today watching. Um, so that's probably been the hardest moments when I feel like I'm um, really far from my own family and um, alone here when a lot of people are with their family. And there's just been a few of those moments. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that. Even though my roommate's back... Um, I think the hard part has been, you know, when, when I had no roommate for uh, about two weeks, it was, it was really hard to 
see, you know, pictures of parents pulling their hair head out, hair out because their kids were going crazy and mm-hmm. yeah, and, <laughs> and trying, you know, trying not to slip into loneliness, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I know I, I feel like there is, and I wrote about this in Take Five a little bit last week. Just I feel like there is this there is this grieving process of what was. Yeah. And whether it was um, a vacation that you can't go on or to see your family, like you had mentioned, or I know we've got some people in the body who are supposed to get married during this time and mm-hmm. this, this grieving of what won't be. And I, I don't know, have you, have you felt a little bit like you're grieving that loss uh, that uh, you might not be with your family? Yeah, I have. And, um, as wonderful as technology is, I've had zoom calls with my family. I've been on the phone a lot with, with family. It's not the same as being there and in experiencing, you know, a lot of quality time together. Um, so yeah. And I think part of it for us too, Sandy is not knowing when we're back to life as we know it, when we have the freedom to get together, um, with others and, that that's that's a little bit hard for me too is not having an end date to that um i feel like my emotions are a little bit of a teeter-totter most of the time i'm i'm actually really good and i'm okay and i'm content but then something happens or something creeps in and i i start to feel like this could get really lonely if it goes on for a long time yeah i i agree with you on that and i think that was one of my next thoughts that we could even talk about what what are some things that you're doing to com- to combat the loneliness that you might be feeling? Yeah, it's it's so interesting that I um I've actually battled loneliness all of my adult life, I would say. So it's really interesting oh, wow. that I'm that I'm called, I know I'm living where I I'm called to live and I'm doing what I love here, but it's so interesting I'm so far from family. They're all in the Midwest. They're all in the middle part of the country. Um but so I've had to learn what do I do when that creeps up on me. And one of them right now is just really finding something that fills me up on the Lord so that I, I don't feel alone. And I've even, um, I've just asked him to give me something personal to happen each day that fills me up. So if it's a phone call from a friend on the East Coast or um, a walk with someone at a social distance that I just get some kind of personal connection every day. Cause you know, I have a lot of work to do and different things like that, but it's not always a personal connection. So he's been so faithful to give me some kind of personal connection or encouragement every single day. So I'm filled up by that. And then I've also learned reaching out to people when I'm in need is like, I got to do that and not put that off so that the need doesn't go deeper. And um, I've been, doing that also is just reaching out and say, you know, even text or phone calls or scheduling phone calls with friends at night. Um, so that I know I'm going to get that, that personal feeling. It's been really good. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I think about that too. And I've been working really hard to make sure I'm reaching out to people right now. Um, uh, that's probably not something I would ultimately do all the time, uh, mm-hmm. in my just personality. But I've realized that to stay healthy, I think, during this time in shelter in place, that making that personal connection, whether it's, you know, calling someone up and say, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Or 
texting. The, the other thing too that I found interesting in this whole thing is people reaching out to me knowing that uh, I'm single and and okay. making sure I'm okay, you know? And I was like, that's been pretty surprising and cool. <laughs> Actually, I have to say the same thing. Sometimes I've been thinking I should call someone and then I'll get a call. I had someone call me last week and she just immediately started praying for me over the phone. Yeah. Um, and I was moved to tears. I was like, Lord, you are so good. You're giving me that personal yeah. fill up that I needed. And I have to say the other thing here is I live in a condo building. There's way more check-ins with neighbors than we typically have. And I've I've found that like that is really good for us. I hope that continues after shelter in place that we are yeah. more open to checking on each other and saying, Hey, I'm going to the store. Do you guys need anything? And, and so on, like the neighborly feelings um, being built up so that we, we rely on each other more, reach out to each other more here just in our own little building. Yeah. I, I have been amazed. I live in a, a townhouse complex and I have met more of my neighbors in the last three weeks than I have in the 13 years I've lived here. That's so cool. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> um, I, I know one of the other things that I've just been really just to combat the loneliness thing is I've just been camping out in Psalms and mm. um, that has just been a real refreshing time for me right now in my own life. And you know, whether it's the the lament or whether it's pure on praise or um, I, I just I've just found that for me during this shelter in place time has been super refreshing for my soul. So I love that you brought that up. I've been having really rich time in the word each morning. But over this winter, we actually studied Psalm 23 at Bible study. And I had so many people tell me that was the first passage of scripture they ever memorized. So I was like, okay, Lord, I get it. You're telling me that I should give this a shot and memorize it. And I did. So I've been saying that a lot here in the house. Um, and oh, wow. even just pausing on one of the lines that means so much to me, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Um, he leaves me beside quiet waters. He anoints my head with oil. He's my comfort, etc. So I've just, I've actually really been enjoying that one psalm so much the, the past couple weeks. That's awesome. Uh, the last chat, the last church I worked at, um, we we it was a very traditional church, and on the back window of the church in big stained glass was Psalm twenty three. Hmm. It was kind of cool. So. Yeah. I, lo I love it. And I, I feel like we hear it a lot um, at the end of life or at memorial services uh -huh. or celebration of life. And as I was uh -huh. studying it, I'm like, these are words to live by. We yeah. need to absorb um, the life-giving promises and encouragement that's in that psalm and the comfort that we get from the Lord in it. So, I love it. I love it. Well, what are some things that you're doing just to keep yourself up mentally and spiritually during shelter in place. I know we've talked a little bit about combating loneliness, but are there any other things that you would, you would encourage people with as we uh, continue to shelter in place to keep ourselves healthy mentally and spiritually? Yeah, I think, um, let's see. One thing that came to mind is that I am so thankful, Sandy, that we can go outside. Yeah. Um, so like on the mental health side, I would say getting outside every day. I've even gone for walks in the rain. But a, a few times a week at least, I have a walk with somebody at a social distance. But it's like you feel like you're face-to-face -face with people even when you can't hug them. 
um, it's just meant a lot to me for my mental health to actually see friends that way. Um, and then I also follow a schedule that I still follow my routine, get ready in the morning, ready for work, um, kind of put on that mindset um, so that I don't slip into laziness or anything like that. And along with that, spiritually, is I do have, um, I look forward to my time every morning in scripture and prayer. And um, I actually feel like I can do a little more of that. I'm not commuting anywhere, so I have a little more time to milk that time each day or to stop for prayer breaks or worship breaks during the day, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, How about you? Well, keeping a schedule has been key for me. Um, like you, I'm getting up, taking a shower, getting dressed. I'm not staying in my PJ bottoms all day like uh, a lot of people I know at church are doing in our <laughs> Zoom meetings. CBC staffers. No, no judgment here. I'm just kidding. Um, but I know for me, um, getting up, doing my normal routine, um, you know, praying, spending some time with the Lord turning on the Today Show and watching just a little bit of the, the first 30 minutes of news just to kind of catch mm-hmm. up on what's going on around the world. And then going into my actual workday, um, that's been super, super helpful for me in continuing to stay healthy, both mentally and spiritually. Um, and two, and you, you mentioned this a little while ago, just that the doing the things that fill your soul. Mm-hmm. So even for me, I've been uh, taking some more walks than I normally would, um, but taking my camera with me because I love to take pictures. And so oh, cool. just taking some time to to look at creation in detail a little bit more than I normally would on a walk and taking some pictures of that and just having some fun that way. That's been super refreshing for me in, in filling my soul and filling filling me up as I do ministry behind a screen right now <laughs> mm. or in front of a screen. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, keeping my routine has been the big one for me personally. Mm. So. Yeah. And I well, also, I also, I just thought of something else, Sandy. I kind of do like a spiritual health check. I have a couple people that mm. um, I have an accountability partner right now yeah. And um, doing those spiritual, mental, physical health checks with that person has actually been helpful. And um, even when I'm having a harder day or a harder time with something, um, letting myself cry and feel it and then just bringing it to the Lord in prayer um, and then sharing that with my accountability person um, so they know better how to pray for me and with me has been good. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that, that's super important too, because I, I was just thinking, uh, Mitchell called me the other day, keeping me accountable to my day off. And oh, it's, <laughs> and it's been a little struggle, um, doing my job these last few weeks, trying to keep the church connected and, um, feeling like I'm working more now than I ever have. Um, and that's not a bad thing, but at the same time, um, you know, before we sheltered in place, I never had a problem taking my day off. Mm. It's been very weird these last few weeks of not Sabbathing. And, um, even today in our, in our meeting, uh, for, uh, our exec team, you know, Mitchell s- flat out asked, did you take your day off? And I said, well, mm. <laughs> 
I th- actually, you're you're bringing up something really important because I've had so many women talk to me um, these last couple of weeks of like, there is no separation now between work and home life. Yeah, it's it's all, you know, literally maybe a whole family is is working at home, and it's hard yep. to separate. And one of the things I've done is I've tried to pack up. I work at my dining room table. Try to ah. pa- I try to pack it all up. So Saturday morning, Sunday, I'm not looking at it all the time. And if I have to do something on my laptop, I have to go get it instead of it all sitting on my table. It's kind of, I've tried to make a little bit of a, a break from it so that I'm not, you know, 24 seven looking at all my work spread out across my dining room table. So yeah. um, I think it's important for us to make sure we're actually taking that Sabbath, whichever, whatever that is, if it's a few hours a day or if it's one whole day just to make sure we get that refreshment time in where we take a break mentally from work. And I think that that's, that's key too, and might be kind of hard right now, especially I think of families who've all the kids have got school Mm -hmm. that they're doing online mom and mom and or dad are both working. And Mm -hmm. as you said, everything's kind of molded together, meld together. Um, But, you know, I always want to leave people encouraged in the sense that, Hey, you know, work hard to take that, that Sabbath time. Don't, don't, uh, don't skip out on that. And if it's a struggle, tell someone about it and have them keep you accountable to it. Whether it's, you know, Hey, I'm setting aside this many hours for Sabbath or a whole day, whatever it might be. And if that's something you struggle with, like I do start out with something small, yeah. you know, start out with something small. So Cool. Well, Janet, I was going to say, you got anything else to, to encourage our, our listeners with? Yeah. I would just say that like, um, as I've been reflecting on, okay, three weeks home alone, it's probably going to go on for multiple more weeks. Um, I've just been thinking about how the Lord, Lord has taught me so much over time. I'm never alone. And I, I had some, you know, big experiences this winter where he brought that lesson home to me in a very personal way. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking back and thinking, that's so, I love that he, he did that. He just showed me he was present with me and I was not alone so that it, it kind of, I feel like it kind of prepared me for this time, but I need to mm-hmm. cling to the, to the promises that I have and acknowledge that I'm never really alone and not let the discouragement or the loneliness come back in. That's a good word to leave on, Janet. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Good to talk to you, Sandy. Good to talk to you. And for all those who are out there listening, just a reminder that, you know, we as a church are here for you. Please reach out if you need prayer, if you need help. Uh, We've got people who are waiting to serve and to pray, Uh, whether you're feeling lonely, whether you need help, whether uh, you just need some encouragement. So please don't feel afraid to reach out to us because we're here for you. So with that said, we're going to, we're going to say goodbye to all you listeners and uh, tune in again. Talk to you later. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. You've been listening to the Central Peninsula Church Podcast. 